Well, Razorback fans, it's a crazy one in the transfer portal, and we have a lot more updates here on this beautiful Monday. So let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Racerbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use promo code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And I know uh, if you're a Razorback basketball fan, you probably weren't too thrilled with what went down, but... We'll talk about that here in just a little bit, not to get too crazy into that part. But uh, there is a, a lot of football news going on. And it's that time of year where I know people have a certain feeling on the transfer portal, uh, you know, and as far as some news that goes on, you know, uh, for instance, we talked about Chris Poop Hall entering into the portal and he officially announced that he is going to Ole Miss. And I'm like, uh, not a fan of that. I wish everybody that wants to leave and wants to try something different and goes into the portal is great and all, but man, to go to a division rival like that, I don't know. Just not really a big fan of that, but that's neither here nor there. Arkansas still got a lot of news that happened over the weekend when it comes to not only portal news, but announcements too. So to get, just to give everybody a little bit of an update, I, you know, we talked about Andrew Armstrong getting into the portal or not getting into the portal, excuse me, staying and not entering into the portal. And how that was pretty significant. But it, ma it makes me wonder, like, something must have happened <laughs> when it came to the wide receiver group. Because not only did Andrew Armstrong announce on Friday that he was entering into the portal, you also had Tyrone Broden, who was the big six foot seven wide receiver transfer out of, uh, I believe it was Toledo or maybe Miami of Ohio. Should probably know that. Uh, I remember he was a transfer player that uh, actually was uh, a guy that was expected to do a lot more and uh, be able to accomplish a lot more. But uh, unfortunately, it just, you know, didn't uh, pan out for him. But uh, still a big-bodied, able-wide receiver. He announced on Friday he was coming back. Uh, he simply just put out on social media, and that's what I love about this. They put on social media, just says uh, emojis with a, a, a Razorback and a heart. So it's just like, hey, I love the Razorback, so I'm coming back. He posted that on Twitter. And then Isaac Tesla, who we actually had on this podcast a year ago, he officially announced on X uh, just to say something, something saying, I think it was Saturday night. Yeah, he says Hog Nation. And then he put out the Terminator gif of a I'll be back. That was a terrible impersonation, so don't quote me on that. But uh, he's returning. And then also you had Jaden Wilson, who just put out a new profile picture of him in a hog uniform. And everyone's taking that as, hey, he's coming back. So whatever it was, something happened on a Friday and Saturday uh, when it came to getting Razorback wide receivers back. I don't, I, we can have our guesses in it. The only thing that maybe I could kind of make sense out of it is that Kenny Guyton is remaining on the staff because that was kind of up in the air as far as any sort of coaching spot, no matter if it was on offense, defense, whatever it is. You're always going to have to reevaluate. And my assumption there is that they have a very close relationship with Kenny Guyton. 
and for all those wide receivers to within 48 hours of each other or even 36 hours of each other all announce that they're returning to Arkansas uh, kind of tells me that that was the case. But how about that? Uh, I know that the wide receiver position was not really highlighted this year and Andrew Armstrong read, led the way and it was really hard to get any sort of excitement about like, okay, so how mean, how excited are you to get Tyrone Broden back or Isaac Tesla back or uh, Jaden Wilson back? Like, how, how excited are you? Well, here's the thing you can look at. Like this past year, I don't think it was as, I don't think the wide receivers really got a fair shake overall. I'm not saying they're elite wide receivers because I think that there's a lot of stuff that could be uh, taken from them and as far as uh, them getting better or, or, you know, all SEC or anything like that. But a few of these guys, particularly Andrew Armstrong and Isaac Tesla, they had a lot of legitimate offers in the SEC. And I just think because of the offensive problems and the lack of being on the same page and also the overall not having time to throw the ball effectively, I think that really impacted the wide receiver core. And it keeps going back, and I keep looking back to, hey, this is Bobby Petrino's offense now. And if Bobby Petrino wants to keep Kenny Guyton on staff, then so be it. And if Bobby Petrino and Kenny Guyton talked about the wide receivers and said, hey, let's get these guys back, and they're all on board with it, so be it. We're going to have to roll with that, and we're going to have to uh, have that expected. But I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. They're all very big, able-bodied wide receivers. They showed signs here and there. I think, honestly, the one that you could call maybe the biggest disappointment, but I don't even, again, I don't know how much you can call it disappointment, but Isaac Tesla, he, he is a freak of nature when it comes to his athleticism and when it comes to uh, him being out there on the field and everything. So I'm just wondering, as we know, the wide receiver position and the importance of it for a Bobby Petrino offense, but also how effective wide receivers have been in Bobby Petrino's offense. Let's see what these guys can do with Petrino. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because they didn't do well in a Dan Enos slash Kenny Guyton offense, whatever they tried to do there at the end of the year, just because they didn't do well in that does not mean that they can't be successful in Petrinos. So let's see how that happens. Let's see how that plays out. Um, and again, it goes back to the trust thing. I trust that these are the guys that uh, Bobby Petrino's good with, and so that's why they're staying. Uh, but you had a couple of other announcements, too. Like uh, Varkese Gums. Now, this one was an interesting one because he was out of the transfer portal this past year from North Texas. I believe he was the number one highest rated tight end in the transfer portal and had a lot of offers elsewhere. Came to Arkansas and folks, I don't really know any play that he actually made at Arkansas. Just because it was just so like nothing there. Like even when you had Luke Has go down. You had Ty Washington go down. You thought that maybe Gums would be able to step up, and he was just non-existent. So it's good to see that he's at least coming back to give it another shot. And again, seeing what Petrino can do with him on that. And then another thing when it comes to the tight end position, because it was all wide receivers and tight ends, essentially. You had Andreas Paskey out of the transfer portal who is a tight end out of Eastern Michigan, commit to Arkansas. He's 6'6", 255. And what's kind of a cool story about this, I was reading about it. Apparently, he knows Yelda Froholt very well because they're both from the same area of Denmark and kind of go way back. So I thought that was pretty fascinating in the connection there. But 
I'm looking at it and I was like, okay, that's good. You know, whatever. He's a big, able body guy that, you know, they may like. But hold on a second. Hold on. Let's do the numbers here. That's five tight ends right there. You got Luke Has coming back, who announced it. You got Ty Washington coming back, who announced it. You have Barkey's Gum who come coming back, who announced it. You have this Andreas Paskey guy coming back as he announced it. And I thought there was another one. Maybe I'd have to check. But anyways, even if there's just four, I have to go do the numbers again, apparently. Um, <laughs> but even if there's four, like that's a good amount of tight ends. And so they may be okay. They may be pretty happy of the situation there because Andreas Paskey, like Barkey's Gums and has and Ty Washington all announced that they were coming back. So he already knows he's like walking into a, pretty loaded tight end room. And we know how good Luke has looked in the time that he played. So what is going to be his role? Now, here's my just wild assumption guess once again, because that's fun, right? It's that time of year. Let's have some fun with it. Here's just my wild take. One of these tight ends are not, they're not going to remain a tight end. Okay. I think that one of them could make the move to a wide receiver position, perhaps, or maybe even uh, move to uh, the other side of the ball. Again, I don't have any evidence of it. Maybe that's a hot take. I think maybe the wide receiver position would be a little bit more likely. But all these guys coming back, they know what the competition looks like. So do they feel like maybe one of these guys could be better suited out as a wide receiver? Or maybe some other position? Or... Maybe you just need a bunch of tight ends. Maybe Bobby Petrino wants a bunch of tight ends. Now, who knows? But it's a pretty solid group, at least an experienced group, an upperclassman group, and I think it's pretty cool whether you like it or not, whether you think they're good or not. I still think it's a pretty cool thing that with all the craziness and the, the massive disappointment this past season was that you've had Bobby Petrino come in, you've had... Uh, Eric Mateos coming as new offensive line coach. You kept the same coaches because not many coaches like Kenny Guyton would take the promotion there in the middle of the year and then revert back to being a position coach and stay at the same school. Not many people would do that. So you kept him and you kept all the other guys. And now you're starting to keep a lot of the key players or at least the players that you wanted to see more of. Because I actually do want to see more of some of these players. I want to see what they, I don't think we got a fair look at them. So, I want to see what it looks like. I want to see how it plays out. Uh, Bryce Stevens did enter into the transfer portal. I don't know if I mentioned that last week, uh, Arkansas wide receiver. So it's not like, you know, no one's leaving. But I want to see what this looks like with the Petrino offense. So there you have it. Uh, there's the latest, uh, at least at the time of the recording of this podcast. And, uh, oh, also, uh, Arkansas got a reaffirmed commitment, which I just crack up laughing. I'm like, uh, this is wild. But uh, Charleston Collins, who is the uh, Little Rock Mills Defensive lineman just reaffirmed that he is uh, committed to Arkansas because apparently there was some stuff going on where he might have been going to Ole Miss. So, uh, but yeah, pretty pretty good news for the most part out of the transfer portal so far for Arkansas, especially over the weekend. We're gonna talk Razorback basketball just a little bit because uh, I think that there's a little bit more in depth we got to talk about from that Oklahoma game here in just a segment. First, folks, passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what your ride or die it keeps it alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and leveled up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits to LED headlights and so much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. 
With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need, with all the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so continuing on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, I did a live stream, which I look back on, and man, that quality was not great, so I apologize about that. It, the internet was just trash about the BOK Center, because as I said up here and as I said there, the BOK Center sucks, and I never really care to go back for another sporting event. Concerts, it's fine, but not for a sporting event. It's neither here nor there. But Arkansas, as all of you know, and maybe you didn't get a chance to watch my live stream, uh, they got their taints handed to them by Oklahoma, and they struggled pretty mightily. Uh, Arkansas did lose 79-70, to 70, but it really wasn't that close. I think Arkansas finished the game on an 8-0 run uh, just in garbage time. So really wasn't that close. Eric Musselman got ejected. Uh, a lot of frustrations boiled over. And it just did not look very pleasant. Uh, nothing aesthetically pleasing about what Arkansas's performance was on Saturday. And now they're sitting at 6-4. and four. They're 6-4. and four. They have around a 100 rank in the in, any, uh, any net rankings. I'll just call them that. Net rankings. Uh, I think they're in the 50s in the Kim Palm ranking, so take that for what it's worth. But the question becomes is, should Razorback fans be overly concerned about this Razorback basketball team? Because some of you didn't like maybe how my tweets came out or how they came off on Saturday when I was there in Tulsa about how I'm just fine with it, you know, or at least I'm not panicking, I'm not freaking out, I'm not doing any of that. And some of you were very mad. Some of you were very upset. And I get it totally. And uh, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant. Like it wasn't an enjoyable game to watch. Because at the end of the day, yes, winning is great. But why do we love winning? Winning is great because that alone makes us just be so excited and make us feel good. But even in losses, though, which are going to happen, we still want to have some sort of feeling of entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Even if we lose, there's still a thing that we want to watch to where it's like, okay, well, yeah, that sucked at the end, but at least I had some good feelings during that game. I had some good moments. I had some highs out of that, and it ended badly, but at least I didn't feel like I wasted my time. This was a game that every Razorback fan probably felt like they wasted their time watching just because it was so meh. It was so bad, and Eric Musselman knows it. Uh, he was very, in his press conference, very candid about saying, this is, this is, this is awful, and we gotta, these guys got to figure these things out. Uh, we're doing the same things that we've done before, and this team just hasn't responded yet. They haven't clicked to it, and so we got to figure it out, which I believe he will. I believe he will. This is the pros and cons of having uh, a new type of team each and every season. And say what you want about Eric Musselman. I know some people say, like I saw some people were like talking about, oh, this this doesn't this is why it will never work or whatever. I'm like, my man, it, it works pretty much every single postseason, and that's what matters the most, right? Yeah, it it just it, we're gonna have to almost deal with games like this at times if it means the end game is NCAA tournament runs. So it sucks, but it's part of it. And when it comes to being overly concerned about the Razorbacks, 
it's a matter of your perspective of when you look into it. Like, are you look? Are we gonna? I'll I'll tell you this. People are gonna look into this as all right. They they stink. They can't play. They can't figure it out. They're not making shots. Their defense is crappy. All of this stuff. It's like, yeah, okay. Like, I think that everyone's on board with that and can agree with that. But I also think that all of us can agree that there is talent on this team. You know, it'd be one thing if you were playing this way and he just didn't have high-end talent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be one thing if you played this poorly, but also you didn't really have guys on the court that can overcome a lot of the problems or the issues that they may have. Like, that that would be one thing. But the talent is there. It's there. We've seen it already. I mean, this is a team that beat Purdue. All right? I know it was an an exhibition game, but they beat Purdue. Team, apparently, that Bama beat, or Bama can't beat, uh, Tennessee can't beat, but Arkansas beat Purdue, and they beat Duke. And I know Duke's not uh, maybe as good as what everyone thought, but they're still a high-quality team. So we've seen it happen this year. We've seen this team play well this year. It just haven't been able to find the consistency. And that's where I'm at. It's like, you know, Brazil, he played in this game. Didn't think that he was going to, but he played. We know how good he is. We know how, we, because we've seen it. We know how good Caleb Battle is because we've seen it. We know how good Tremont Mark is because we've seen it. We know how good Devo Davis is because we've seen it. We know how good Layden Blocker can be at times because we've seen it. Same thing with even a, uh, a Chandler Lawson, like he, we've seen what he can do. Makai Mitchell, we've seen things of what he can do. We've seen these things, but it just feels like it's never at the same time. It's just random spots. But once they just put it together, the talent is there. It's a matter of figuring it out. And I think that that's something you can do as seasons go on. And I think that you can do that with Musselman as your head coach. That's why I'm not overly concerned is because they have enough talent to where once it clicks, once it glues, once it works, there's not going to be many teams that will be able to beat this team this year in college basketball. But when does that happen? That's the ultimate question. When does it happen? Hopefully soon because nobody wants to watch those types of games anymore. But I don't think it's any cause for unreasonable concern or anything. I'm going to give a shout out. Uh, in the next segment to a Razorback sports team that deserves a lot of credit here in just a second. First, folks, I got to tell you about prize picks. It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including the pros and the sharks, you just pick more or less from two to six stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price picks is the most fun that I know a lot of people have had, especially when you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. And now you can even play during basketball season too. You can just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then you place your entry. It's as simple as that. They have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types. And that's what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, where each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So check it out today. I promise you, you won't be disappointed because it is so much fun and a great way to win some money, which, hey, we all like doing that, right? So go over to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code college 
for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prizepicks.com slash college promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePicks, the daily fantasy sports made easy. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I wanted to give a shout out. I know that on this podcast, we talk about Razorbacks. And for the most part, we talk about Razorback football, basketball, baseball. Uh, there'll be some other big news that comes in or maybe some SEC news that'll come in that correlates or uh, is about Arkansas, you know, whatever it is. Like, we talk about it. And the reason we do that is because there's just, you know, we got... We give what the audience wants, and we know what the audience wants here on this podcast, and you know we try to give it to the best of our ability. But I do want to give a major shout-out to Razorback Volleyball. Now, I know some of you may not have been following this story and their team, and some of you may have, but the reason that I'm really wanting to give them a shout-out is because they had an incredible season. They made it to the Elite Eight and the NCAA tournament, and it was the first time ever that they had done that. And they ended up losing to the number one team in the country, the Nebraska Cornhuskers, who, for those of you who may not remember, they had 90,000 people at, a fo- at their football stadium watching one of their volleyball games. So it was the first ever regional final for the Razorbacks in program history, and they finished 28-6. and six. And that's the most wins since they've had since 1999, and it's their third straight season with 20-plus wins. And they got to their highest ranking ever at number eight in the country and went 15-3 and three in SEC play. And so I just, again, wanted to give a huge shout out to them because anytime you have history happen, regardless of the sport, especially at Arkansas, uh, it, it deserves a lot of credit and it deserves a lot of love. And the head coach, James Watson, who, you know, has come in and he came into a very tough situation. Uh, I won't get into what, what all happened, but he came in and has really turned a program around and has provided so much excitement for it. And I just think about how it's a great indication of just how great Razorback fans are. You know, I, there are some Razorback fans out there that suck. You know, like they're, they're just they're tough to deal with. They're awful. And, you know, everybody loves and hates in different ways when it comes to their own team. But at the end of the day, everybody wants to win and succeed. But it's amazing to me how to see in different sports, whenever success comes along with it, the support that comes pouring out from Razorback fans for that particular sport where people may not know anything about it, anything about the sport as far as what's happening, what's not happening, what's, what's the scores mean, you know, who the, who, who, what the positions are like, may not know anything, but if you're successful in it, people are going to support you. And to see the amount of support for volleyball was really cool this season. And we saw something similar just in the past few years of softball. You think about softball for Razorback athletics was just trash for a few years. I think they had back-to-back seasons of winning one SEC game. It was horrible. Courtney Dyfel comes in, turns the program around, and you can't find seats to a lot of those games. And you think about gymnastics and getting Jordan Weaver, Olympic gold medalist, as their head coach and how incredible that is and the amount of support that they get and, and, and the recruiting and just the attention paid. It comes down to when any time you're successful at Arkansas, you're always going to have support from Razorback fans, no matter what. You know, we may not always talk about it enough. We may not always 
uh, pay attention enough as maybe as, uh, as as much as a lot of people should. But winning always garners a lot of attention. And anytime that you can find ways to win and be successful in a program like this year with volleyball, it's going to garner a lot of attention. You're going to be building something and Razorback fans are going to show out and support. So congratulations to the volleyball team, really. I mean, that was a heck of a run. And, you know, breaking records and being able to make it to the Elite Eight is not an easy task to do. So shout out to them. Shout out to Coach Watson. Shout out to all the players. And hopefully it continues on because it seems like they're building something here at Arkansas. And uh, they definitely deserve a lot of credit and a lot of praise for the success success that they're having. So shout out to them. Wanted to make that known. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that we may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.